Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Welcome back. This is Larry Levine and Daryl Amy here at the Selling from the Heart podcast, and we're really excited about what we have to share with you today. We're going to dive deeper into some of the gut-level honest questions we were talking about last week, and uh, but a few things as we get started. Uh, first of all, the, the reaction from everybody in, in the audience, the tribe, has been fantastic, so thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for sharing this with your peers, giving us a shout-out on, on social, on this podcast. We really appreciate it. I am so excited, even though we can't talk about it yet, about the people that are lining up to, uh, that we have in the lineup to come on this podcast in the uh, weeks and months to come. Uh, this is going to be fantastic. So really excited. I'm also excited, Larry. What a great start to the day today. Yeah, it was Just fantastic. an authentic interaction leading to a, a great sales opportunity. Right. And we all know, I mean... I'm an authentic, genuine guy. I mean, that's the nature of what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. But what was what was interesting is I still use all, everything I talk about. I use. I'm a sales guy at heart, and I just love that authentic interaction. So I was out prospecting this morning. Actually, I was cruising through my LinkedIn newsfeed, and I actually saw a YouTube video of an organization of a president of an organization I'm actually wanting to do some business with. Now, wait, wait, wait. time out here, Larry. You mean like before 8 o'clock in the morning you were prospecting? How is that possible? Okay, so <laughs> we're all, we, we just happen to be, because we travel, so we happen to be on the West Coast right now. So I was actually prospecting <laughs> at 5 o'clock this morning, people. So I just want to let you know that prospecting doesn't sleep. That's right. right. If you want to leverage some new ways to prospect, start thinking about how you can leverage LinkedIn and how you can start leveraging some of the social tools and how can you leverage everything that the internet has to offer to prospect. Yeah, that's good. By the way, your your article on uh, prospecting on social and the fact that it is 24-7, 365, the opportunity. I mean, I don't, we'll talk a lot about that in upcoming podcasts, but we need to put a link to that article in the show notes because I yeah, think our no, listeners will love we that. We will. And, and I really want the salespeople out there who are listening and the sales professionals <clears throat> to really, you know, if there's one thing to realize, I you know, prospecting's tough. I get it. But I think what can enhance and bring some excitement to prospecting is how you integrate and sprinkle social in it just to open up conversations and create that awareness yeah, of no who doubt. you are and how you can help. Okay, so, so back to your story. So, there is great that's what, So that's what I was doing this morning, and I happened to catch a YouTube video of the president of this organization, and it was a two-minute, just a little bit over two minutes, and I, you know, I watched the whole thing. I actually had a pen and a paper sitting next to me, and I caught the three things that the president of this organization over the next six months or so wants to bring inside their organization. Well, and let's let's pause and set this up. I mean, this is not just a, a mom and pop. This is no. a division of a very large target account we're working on. And, uh, you know, and this guy, you know, just to, to add to the drama, I mean, this is New York City, right? right. So we're not talking about, we're, t- we're talking about a pretty challenging guy to get attention with. Correct. And so, again... Setting the stage is just watching the video, listening to it, taking some notes, and then just saying to myself, what can I do to just to recraft an email, right? 
because it was mm-hmm. early in the morning. Uh, even though I'm West Coast, East Coast, I know he probably would have been in the office. But what was the likelihood first thing in the morning he may take a call versus can I just share something with him, acknowledge that I watched the video? Yes. So I actually just commented on it on LinkedIn, but then I opened up and I sent him an email. I said, great video. I enjoyed watching it. Here are the three things that I grabbed from it. Beautiful. Point A, point B, point C. I wish you well, and if there's anything I can ever do to be of a resource, please let me know. That email went out, and less than five minutes later, the president of that organization emailed me back. First of all, he said, thank you. And then the second thing he asked is, how can I get you to come to my organization, do a little <laughs> sales rah-rah? So, there you, go. you know, the, the whole point of this is... Let's just think as sales reps, we all have targeted accounts. We all have those A-list targets that Mm -hmm. we're trying to go after. How can we capture the attention of that key executive in a different fashion Mm -hmm. that positions us as just genuine, authentic, and non-salesy in the very beginning? And I I think that whole interaction is just a beautiful, um, practical example of selling from the heart, right? The traditional sales approach with a guy like that is barrage him with a series of canned emails, you know, phone to ear, leaving voicemails that get deleted and and all of that. I mean, but the authentic side of taking a few moments to, A, pay attention that is that he put something out there, right? And I, I love I love what uh, what you were saying yesterday in, in one of the seminars is listening is the new prospecting, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 then authentically digesting that and going back to him with with some practical ideas. I mean, you take that genuine, authentic, um, personalized, give a rip approach, and contrast that with the drivel that most sales reps throw out there that everyone knows is canned crap. And uh, you go, okay, this is beautiful because that's effective. You know, you could have made. Uh, <laughs> you traditional rep, <laughs> you know, we were sitting in a seminar yesterday listening to a traditional sales, you know, process. And, and you got to know, I mean, Larry and I are, we're, we're hardcore, uh, prospectors trained in one of the most, uh, you know, on the street phone to the ear industries. So, so that's definitely a part of that. Cause you like to say, if you suck on the phone, you're going to suck on social. Right. Right. But but, you know, I was listening to the metrics of this guy who's pounding his sales reps for 800 100. prospecting calls okay, a so, month. Okay, so let's stop and think about that. <laughs> we all know traditional prospecting means they're all alive and well. We think of we'd course. agree to that. Of course. We're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater on this one. No. But how hard is it, guys? Let's just be real, everyone who's listening. How hard is it to pick up the phone, grab the attention, and have somebody answer that call Absolutely. That's at an executive level. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you're making 800 phone calls right. to grab 10 or 15 appointments. And that was it. It was 15 was the target goal. Versus oh my gosh. still doing that, but sure. exponentially growing your opportunities by then taking those people and finding out something about them. Yes. And acknowledging that you understand them. Yes. And maybe promoting who they are and creating some value for them. So the reason why this happened so fast, does this happen all the time, guys? Of course not. Right. But could you say this was just a fluke thing? He saw his email at the right time and so forth? Maybe, maybe not. But the whole point of this is 
I shared with them, hey, I watched the video. It was right. a great video. Here's some things I grabbed from it. I acknowledged it. Yeah. And then I just said, hey, if there's anything I can ever do to help, please let me know. And I left it at that. Not, hey, when can I set up a phone call with you? And when can we right. set up another meeting and so forth? <laughs> right. It's just, hey, here it and is. And he asked I, you, right? I threw it out there. He replied back and he asked me. Yes. And that's that's just, you know, that's the beauty of this whole thing. And, the you know, you see this, this really fantastic blend of... Uh, of of the the world we live in, which is digital world, and authenticity, right? And and I think so much of the stuff we've done in sales in the digital world has just been anything but authentic. No, and you're anything right. Anything but personalized. No, you're right. right? And I get, we, I was in a conversation <clears throat> last night with somebody, and and we were talking about because this person actually brought up just being a genuine sales rep, right? And. You know, we always say, I, I have this old saying, you know, what, what is old is forever new. Yes. And I'm a firm believer some of the things that I learned in 88 when I first started in the sales world is really coming true to today right. is the, you know, we talked about it in, in the last podcast is the buyer's BS meter, I think is at an all time high. Right. So when they truly find somebody who brings the authenticity game to the table, yep. they immediately see it and their radar goes way up and goes, hey, this is somebody that I would really love to have a conversation with. You know, it's interesting. I got asked to speak at an event next month um, and, and the topic, and I'm a Gen Xer. So, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid 40s. I'm hardcore Gen X. I've never known a day in my, my life without a computer, at least in my career. I remember I started in 93 for me. They handed me that card box and I said, this is ridiculous. And I drove over to Office Depot and bought my first laptop. Well, if you're a Gen Mac. Xer, you, I, I'm a baby boomer. I, know, so I, I always know, say I'm good. the biggest excuse remover that's <laughs> <You> out there. <laughs> but, but, you know, one thing that I've noticed, I've been preparing for this, and I, I think this, this transitions nicely into what we want to talk about today, is, is um, my generation um, is been marked as the most skeptical generation out there. The Gen Xers, you know, and this is these are people in their mid thirties to early fifties that kind of you know grew up in the eighties type uh, type time frame, seventies and eighties, and 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 my generation is the most skeptical generation. And when you look at decision makers and influencers now, uh, I know we spend a lot of time talking about millennials that are joining the sales force and also being involved as influencers. Obviously, we know. Uh, baby boomers and, you know, guys that are, are leading companies. But what we're seeing is more and more the buyers and key influencers and mobilizers and accounts are, are, are in that 40 to 50 year old range and they're skeptical. Well, why do you think they're skeptical? Gosh, that's a whole other long discussion. Just just the short of it. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, there's, there's just so many different reasons. I mean, the, the world that we grew up in, you know, there's a lot of scandal, a lot of lies. There's, you know, space shuttles crashing. There's, you know, president stuff that it's just thing after thing. And 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 inside all of that, um, I think that there's just a, a mistrust. But what the mistrust has done, and and this is where I put a little bit of my marketing hat on, is it's driven people to really vet out things online. I mean, look at look at the way people 
um, you know, I'm going on uh, vacation next week, right? And so when you've got to plan a vacation now, you're just like scouring the internet for reviews and you want to make sure that, you know, that week you're going to take off is awesome and, and you want to see, you know, what other people have said. There's, there's like this skepticism that is really drawing, driving people to research. And I think we see that happening in sales, right? Because no matter what you're selling, um, and, and we're, you know, Larry and I, we're B2B sales guys. So that's, you know, that's our world, but no matter what you're selling, chances are, it's not the first time people have bought what you're selling. Chances are they've had a bad experience in the past. Chances are, or they know someone that's had a bad experience. And, and so I think we see a world where people are really out there vetting companies and sales reps to avoid having a bad experience, right? Yeah, no, and, and you bring up some great points because we don't think that it's going to happen to us. Right, yeah. Right, so you know, you bring this skepticism and all that. I, we do it in our personal lives. Right. So a lot of what we do is we pre-qualify our decisions. Yes. We're going online. We research things. So social and influences that social brings has affected our lives. Yeah. So we got to think about that as sales reps. Right. If we're doing the same thing in our personal lives, what do you think is happening to us as sales reps, as sales organizations? People are pre-qualifying us online. So it's the first thing they start seeing about us that's going to form an opinion. Right. Well, and so this transitions to, you know, where we left off in our last podcast was and I hope some of you took the challenge. If you didn't take the challenge, the challenge was simple. It was to go face-to-face, belly-to-belly with some of your current customers and ask them, what value do I bring to your business? To really begin to understand the, um, the way that your customers perceive the value, their clients perceive the value that you bring so that we can recraft or hone or dial in our value proposition and specifically in the context of our digital presence on LinkedIn, take that 120 characters underneath our name and and dial in a very focused tagline that's going to resonate with the type of people we want to work with. And and so all of this is is to say we've got people out there, every one of us, like it or not, social media fan or not, internet fan or not, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> You've got people out there that are, are saying, okay, is this guy the real deal? Is this girl the real deal? And they want to know because people don't want a bad experience. They don't want to waste their time. And so the, um, you know, the, the the value proposition that you throw out there as a salesperson, as a professional, um, is going to do one of two things. It's either going to resonate with the buyer and going to build trust, or it's going to do the exact opposite. It's going to deplete the trust. So in terms of, of Larry, when, when you go out there, um, have that conversation with, with some of your buyers about the value that you bring, um, you know, what does that look like for you in the past and how has that impacted your value proposition? You know, this is gut check time for a lot of sales reps and it's going to make you pucker up a little no, bit. It, it will, it will make a sales rep pucker <laughs> real fast because if you ask a, if, and, and I enjoy asking it, it, it's not to throw somebody on the spot or throw somebody under the bus. It's just that I go back to every relationship that I built with my current clients was based on me being genuine, yes. me really giving a rip, 
and me really truly wanting to get to know that person yes. and what makes them tick. And when I knew that, that's how I served them. Mm-hmm. I served them based on what was important to them. Yeah, that's good. And what we had in common bonds that we always spoke about. So when I would ask my current clients, you know, what is it the value that I bring to my organization? The first thing that always came up is I was always there. I was always somebody they could speak with that they could have an open, honest dialogue with and they weren't afraid to speak their mind. Right. So where we're going with this and when I always ask, you know, what's the value that I bring to your organization? Mm -hmm. If you're truly having great customer interactions with them, right? If you're truly in there and in, and I'll throw something out, Daryl is, you know, when's the last time a sales reps had a really great conversation with one of their clients that didn't involve selling them something. Ouch. And, and, and think about that because most sales reps, the only time they're in their current clients. Yes. Is they want to sell them something or some issues happen and they haven't been in there for a while. And now they got to fix it. Yeah. So I think if you're routinely driving conversation, really, truly authentic, genuine conversation with your clients, then you've a you've earned the right to walk in there. Yep. And just ask them, you know, hey, Daryl, I'd like to spend a few minutes with you. Yeah. You know, what is it? You know, help me understand. And I'm just doing this so so I can better serve you. Right. Is what's the value I bring to your organization? And just stop and listen. Yeah. And if you're truly in there, they're going to, in seconds, be able to recite it. And in my opinion, if there's dead silence for that awkward period of time, we got some fixing to do. Not to say that you have a bad relationship and they don't like you. Right. It's just that they can't, at the top of their mind, think about it, which means we got to work on building that relationship a little bit better. Yeah. So then at a point when they you ask them, hey, what's the value that I bring to your organization? Then they go, Boom, and they recite it. Yeah. No, I think that's good. So you start having those conversations over the, you know, and, and hopefully once again, uh, uh, some of our tribe, you know, took that challenge. We'd love to hear back from you, by the way, about how that went. Uh, so hit us up on LinkedIn and, and uh, or on Twitter and let us know how that went for you when you asked that question. But but continue that, you know, over today, over the next week, uh, try to have you know, a handful of those conversations and take notes at the end of each one and, you know, start bulleting out what your clients are saying to you because, you know, we've always said in sales, if you want to know how to sell someone, they'll tell you. Same thing here. If you want to know how to craft a value proposition that resonates with with your um, current and future clients, then ask them. So at the end of each one of these discussions, you know, take notes and then sit down, you know, with a cup of coffee on a Saturday morning when things are are quiet and start to look at the common themes of what your customers are telling you. And that's going to drive your message because here's the deal. And and this is, you know, it really doesn't matter what um, industry you're in or what you're selling. Every industry's got its buzzwords and its jargon and people can sniff that that out so quickly, right? Because Every sales rep they look at says exactly the same thing. And so there's, you know, there's no even there's no perception there of authenticity or being genuine or having, you know, giving a rip. So so what we want to do is we want to listen to a handful of our, our clients answer these questions, sit down with our notes and then begin to, to look at what they're telling us they value about 
um, relationship with us personally and our company, and then use that to craft the message that's going to go out, obviously, in our LinkedIn profile, but but even just in face-to-face conversation and prospecting with new clients. Yeah, because I'm of the firm belief that once you understand the value that you bring, not only to one client, but all your clients, yes, then you can craft that. You can craft a well-written value proposition, and you market the heck out of that value proposition. Yep. And then, and then you know, one last thing is because then you can take that and you can open up new conversations with future clients just based on your value proposition. So if you're networking or something like that, you're shaking hands with somebody and somebody asks you, what do you do? Your value proposition is what you do. Let me share with you what I've done for my clients. This is the value I bring to my clients. Absolutely. Yeah, what a unique perspective. As I talk to my current clients, here's what they're telling me, Larry. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, exactly. you know, instead of the, yeah, the re- recited drivel of of uh, most salespeople. And it, and it's this is going to require some practice guys and some work. And it's some, hard work. It, it is hard work, but once you start working on this on a daily basis and make it a habit, this stuff will become natural. It may not be natural right now because we haven't given thought to it that much. Right. But ask a sales rep what their value proposition is and ask that same sales rep 30 minutes later what their value proposition is, and you get a completely different answer. Yeah, and I think that that, and as we wrap up today, that value proposition needs to be based on what your customer says, and not just the you know carbon copy of the the company line, right? And um, and that's where the authenticity comes in, and that's where we start to overcome some of the skepticism and begin to develop that relationship of of trust. So, so what we want to challenge you to do is continue having those conversations with your client. Gut level question, what value do I bring to your organization? And then uh, take those notes, sit down with them, and start to look for themes that are, are coming together. I think you're going to be very surprised at what you learn. And uh, you know, it would be very interesting to hear back from some of you in terms of, of, uh, of what you learned. You can direct message me or Larry on LinkedIn and just share some of that. Um, I think what you're going to discover, I know what you'll discover if you apply yourself to this, is you're going to discover some gold nuggets inside inside all of this. So thanks for joining us for this episode. We're so excited about what's coming up. Uh, we're so excited that you're with us, and we're so excited about the feedback. Uh, please hit us up on LinkedIn. Let us know. Give us a shout out. Let us know um, what you'd like to hear about in the upcoming episodes. And most of all, we just want to encourage you Be genuine, be authentic, be real, be effective, and sell from the heart. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.